Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Report This Post. My name is Geiger. That is Christian. Live free or die. And we are your hosts with The Post. And this is a podcast where Christian and I read the worst posts online about a different subject every week. This week's topic is one that we've wanted to talk about for a long time. Mm. And in some way, we've talked about it in many different episodes (laughs) in various forms or another. Uh, That is libertarians. That's right. Now, libertarian to some people means different things, but uh, perhaps you have a definition for it. Maybe even a... Simple definition. I sure do, yeah. So I went on to uh, Simple Wikipedia. Perfect. <laughs> the, <laughs> the best research tool for this show. Uh, here's their definition of libertarianism. Uh-huh. Libertarianism is an idea in ethics and politics. The word comes from the word liberty. Mm-hmm. Simply put, libertarians believe that people should be able to do whatever they desire as long as their actions do not harm others. As a result, libertarians want to limit the government's power so people can have as much freedom as possible. Libertarianism grew out of the liberal movement in the 1880s, or excuse me, 1800s. Like other people, libertarians oppose slavery, rape, theft, murder, and all other examples of initiated violence, which we'll get into that later. But that, Yeah, unfortunately, we're going to find out there's a, there's a lot of stuff they like that's bad in addition to those things that they supposedly don't like. Yeah. And possibly some things that they, some some libertarians that they like those things do that like? simple Wikipedia says they don't like, so... <laughs> Uh, why don't you get us uh, get us started? Absolutely. So, yeah, like almost everything we discuss on the show, libertarians are often lampooned in popular culture. Uh-huh. So in this case, uh, one particular character stands out to me personally, uh, and that's Ron Swanson from the mm. NBC sitcom Parks and Recreation. That's right. So a Redditor asked, how many of you were introduced to the philosophy of libertarianism by Ron Swanson on the R Libertarian subreddit? Uh, and user Gillicuddy McAnus replied... Libertarians typically aren't well represented in the media, mm-hmm. so it was refreshing to have the basic ideals being presented in a lighthearted manner. Ron Swanson probably didn't turn anyone into Kool-Aid drinkers overnight, but maybe it got somebody Googling things and being exposed to political theories different from their own, which they may not have been inclined to explore otherwise. So then another user adds, they were making fun of libertarians with Ron Swanson. Yeah. You might be correct that some people who previously had not been exposed to it might have then had the opportunity to look into it. However, there's a significant irony in seeing a satirical character then deciding to emulate said satire. Eh, well, if anything, they kept it really mild. They did a good job of making him look foolish in a political setting, but for a libertarian, he was pretty much pretty mild-mannered. Most of the libertarians I've known in my life are way more cartoonish than Ron Swanson, mm. which is mm. more cartoonish <laughs> than a character from a comedy show, and they yeah. somehow consider that a good thing. Yeah, uh, the guy who's the ridiculous stereotype. Uh, yeah, one of the like guiding principles of being libertarian is that no one can be as libertarian as they are. Like You have to be... <laughs> Like every libertarian thinks they're the most libertarian. Sure. Yeah. Um, what are, what are you, what exactly, okay, if you're watching Ron Swanson and you're like, what are you Googling to learn about what it is to be? Like it's, he doesn't like straight out say like, I'm a libertarian. He doesn't like, here's the philosophy that I have and that I subscribe to. He, no, he, there's literally Does an episode he? where he says, I subscribe to a libertarian viewpoint. So he literally says Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I've only seen the show a couple times. <laughs> yeah. I've only watched the entire series And, a and the times. funny thing is because, oh, he works for the government and it's, sure. he's That's inept at his fun, job. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it seems like some of these people see that as a something to strive towards. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. Well, um Certainly, there is uh, something to be said for that. Um, 
there. Speaking of uh, things from popular culture, mm-hmm. a gentleman named Jesse Fortner went to the anarcho-capitalist bronies Facebook page. Don't like that. <laughs> because he just watched Inspiration Manifestation, which is an episode of My Little Pony where one of those repugnant little horses discovers a book of spells including one called the Inspiration Manifestation, which instantly brings ideas to life. Okay. I had a thought. Rarity is generally regarded as a pony of good taste. Even the uppity city ponies, once she can convince them to pay attention to her, like her style. During this episode, however, her creative vision started good but degenerated over time. Maybe this is because of the book's influence, but I think there's a better answer. Under normal circumstances, rarity is limited in what she can do by a few factors. Time, materials, and willing customers. Once she has access to the book, she no longer is limited by time or materials, and because she can manifest her inspirations instantly, she can even circumvent property rights in the short term, which means she no longer longer has to economize on her ideas. The difference between rarity with and without the book also applies to states and voluntary firms. Sure. Although still limited by the bureaucratic process, the state can ignore property rights and tax or borrow as it pleases, and as a result, doesn't have to economize its resources or be careful to avoid harming its own reputation. Sure. Pretty cut and dry, yeah? Well, you know, I think the scariest thing about this is that uh, these are the people who actually go out and vote in every election. Absolutely. Oh, they're 100%. <laughs> well, yeah, they're either that or they're threatening to firebomb the local wow. <laughs> polling station. Yeah, one or the other. Do no harm. Now, I've never watched... Okay, I was going to say I never watched my little point. That's not entirely accurate. Because my oldest daughter had a phase mm-hmm. in it, so I, I had it on in the background. Don't remember a lot of uh, stuff about liberty and all that. Um, I do. It's, it's, a, it's a tool to yeah, uh, indoctrinate it's, children it, into. It seemed to be more like a bunch of uh, uh, goofy pink horses running around. So, I don't know. Show There's subtext you know. there, apparently, because a lot of uh, big, giant, fat guys seem to really, whole, really whole, like it. A whole Facebook group. Dedicate to that. Huh? I'm sure it's one of uh, fourteen thousand of these things. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, let's just uh, keep that pop culture thing rolling. Sure. So this is from Twitter. A guy named at Nameless Cynic posted this. Quick question: Does Marvel Comics come from libertarian roots? Mm. The basic characters, Reed Richards, Professor X, Doctor Strange, mm. are all smarter and stronger than the quote unquote authorities, while the brilliant scientist. Bruce Banner, who worked with the government, got turned into a monster. Hashtag discuss. Hmm. One like. Hmm. No discuss. So we really missed out on some good discussion there, didn't we? <laughs> we could have had some real good stuff. Uh, um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but is uh, one of the central tenets of libertarianism that uh, working for the government turns you into a monster? Is that, <laughs> yeah, is that, what, is that what this guy's saying? I think that's what's to be implied. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. Now, I've, I I feel like I remember the movie The Incredibles. You know, mm-hmm. the Disney movie. It's about superheroes and all that. I remember people saying it had some sort of Ayn Rand libertarian thing because of a utopia sort of thing. Because it's uh, the men being great for what they're supposed to be or whatever nonsense like that. But is do you, did you get that message with the uh, X Men? Uh, no, that's okay. I think that's more of a. Uh, a uh, like a social commentary on the times that it was written in. Gotcha. Well, they're still being written, aren't they? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, here's an unpopular opinion. 
Any unmarried person who has opted in the going-your-own-way philosophy is either anarchist or libertarian. Mm-mm. This is, of course, from the MGTOW subreddit. Logical Trolla added to his own thread here. As a right-wing libertarian myself, I have come to this conclusion. Not trying to politicize MGTOW, but from what I have witnessed, it's pretty hard to sell his philosophy to Tradcon, authoritarian left, or even centrist. And Marty Inhare responded. I'm essentially a classical liberal who takes a conservative approach to his own personal finances as an additional level of safety. Okay. I guess I could be compared to Bill Maher or a less assholeish version of Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Just well, the, the worst <laughs> people you could. Of the t- the two people on the planet that I don't want to ever meet, I don't want to meet them. I don't want to meet any anyone that's trying to emulate them that thinks they're anything like them. <sighs> what a dreadful God. person. <laughs> And he's going his own way. He's going his own way, but he's also uh, just like those two assholes. <laughs> the less assholeish version of of them. Oh God, that's just awful. Now the not try and politicize MGTOW thing right. is really that's really interesting because uh, that's <laughs> Isn't that like the big, whole thing? big part of it. Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. Well, it's political. It's not political. It's everything because it's been in every single episode yeah. for. Probably what, what on forty episodes straight now. It, feels uh, it like. has to be. It has to be. But there's just again, there's so much crossover. So. Yeah. So I uh, found this on the forum of AR15.com, mm, which assault is, rifle fifteen. <laughs> that's right. Which is a website for assault rifle <laughs> enthusiasts. Great looking website. Uh, black black background, white text, a bunch of flashing, yep. uh, different shaped okay. uh, ads at the top of so it. So you went to 1998 to, oh, to look yeah, at this website for sure. Yeah. All right. So this is the uh, this is the title in the forum here. Libertarianism is the political equivalent of MGTOW. Mm. It's ethically pure, but just as unsustainable as LGBT. It can only exist in the environment created for it. Uh, so user Androsky responded to the OP. I think what OP is saying is that MGTOW and LGBT types can't reproduce, which is true. What is also true is that even a libertarian government appears, it soon will disappear in favor of a larger government. As a MGTOW and a libertarian, I was initially offended by the OP's defeatism, but the fact that I am a staunch existential nihilist precludes me from engaging him directly in debate. So this is a MGTOW libertarian staunch existential nihilist. Just a real cavalcade of... Honestly, a pretty unsurpri- unsurprising group of traits there for <laughs> one of these assholes. Um, yeah. Uh, and this has been your MGTOW Minute, folks. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> tuning in. There's going to be more next week, no doubt. Uh, we already know what next week's episode is, and I've, 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 I've already found a post or two about it So, regarding MGTOW and next week's topic. So oh, I'm great. Already, I'm already excited about great. it. But let's move on, please. Um, this, okay, Someone identified themselves as progressive online, and uh, they got this response from a libertarian. I think libertarians and progressives would make effective allies, especially on things like foreign policy, social issues, police reform, government surveillance, and more. Mm -hmm. While I disagree with them wholeheartedly on economic issues, (laughs) the ones I have talked to have put more thought into their ideology than the rank-and-file Republican. Mm -hmm. To put it in comic book terms, Mm-mm. I refer to libertarians as daywalkers, a reference to Blade. <laughs> They're a hybrid of liberals and conservatives, and that is a philosophy worth engaging with, if for no other reason than to debunk its appeal. Ah, uh, so this should be right up your alley. Just boy, of all the comic books to pull a parallel from, Blade, Blade, 
You don't see that from the the day walkers? God, jeez, that is that's a reach, boy. I don't know. Day walkers was a blade thing. I thought that was. Uh, it's, I mean, it's like a general. Is it? I think it's a general thing. Just vampires that can be in daylight. Is that? They're just called day walkers. I guess I don't know. Let's go back to the archives and check out our vampire episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a philosophy worth engaging in. Sure. If for no other reason to debunk it. So yeah, just to have an argument, just like to argue. Well, as we'll see later in the episode, there are a lot of guys who just kind of like arguing online with people. Uh, I would never do anything like that. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. But <laughs> well, it's not just arguing. It's uh, like I, if I argue with someone online, it's to just fuck around. But these guys are like, like they're chiseling away the the marble statue of Greek. Philosophical fucking sure. logical arguments and well, shit. Chugging Mountain Dew. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just same vein here. So yes, this sir. is a a gal who goes by Libertarian Redhead on Twitter mm-hmm. and could give our old pal Oh No She Twin a run for her money when yep. it comes to posts and also uh, just the way just the physical. <laughs> she looks exactly like yeah, her. It's yeah. weird. So she posted this to Twitter. Mm-hmm. If Lex Luthor ran as a Republican, the Joker ran as a Democrat, and Superman and Batman ran as independent and libertarian, people would tell Superman and Batman to drop out so they wouldn't split the vote. Mm. 84 retweets and 319 likes, which was much more than I was expecting to see on something like that. It's but very... Yeah, if Ono She Twitten did it, it would have... It would have <laughs> cracked the 1.5K for sure. Well, especially with that scathing critique on society. Yeah. Really exposes the system. For so even if the good guys were uh-huh. a libertarian and yep. an independent, mm-hmm. they would still have people turn their backs to them. So I went to her profile, uh-huh. found a bunch of good tweets. This is one I found today. It's a classic weird Twitter okay. format. She's at the Taco Bell drive-thru. Okay. Okay. Welcome to Taco Bell. Place your order when ready. We want a shrubbery. I'm sorry, what? Me. Nice. Now, okay, now <laughs> hear me out here. You copy that, but you replace Taco Bell with Popeyes, and then you tweet it, and then see what kind of response. How about I just do it? <laughs> what a viral video. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, Okay, I want to ask you this. <laughs> okay, all right. What percentage of Popeye's employees know about Monty Python oh. and the Holy Grail? <laughs> the Holy Grail. Zero point zero zero three percent, maybe. <laughs> like the one night manager. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that that is a fun um, Family Feud style poll that I really, <laughs> really want to do. A conversation about the economy and the subreddit for the PC game Civilization got out of hand. Okay. A user said this, Libertarianism doesn't hold up to even basic logic, and half their economic philosophies are empirically proven to fail miserably 100% of the time. Okay. Harsh. Well, a uh, another user responded to that with this. You Marxist cucks keep repeating this like a broken record, but you're not intelligent enough to understand that simply repeating a claim doesn't make it true, you uninformed fucking git. Wow. Fact of the matter is libertarian economics beats the fuck out of you bitches until your skulls get smashed flat and your monkey brains seep out of it in a nasty pink goo. 
Wow. It empirically and historically works more than any other status cunt breadline forming mass murder system has ever done. The fucking doubling of the world's population since 1980 and the decimation of the poverty rate at the same time due to capitalism is just one example. Ah, okay. Libertarians one, commie mass murderer zero. Ah. Great. Pretty good evidence to back up his... Uh, sure, that, that <laughs> capitalism... Uh, Very odd. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like uh, building your perfect libertarian utopia in the game civilization and then sitting back in your gaming chair with a big smug smile on your face. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what's so great about civilization is that this, this thread was like, it was someone was talking about like Bernie Sanders type oh, economy sure, or something sure, sure. like that. And then that's where it got heated into libertarianism. As uh, virtually every other fucking conversation about Bernie Sanders online has turned into. <laughs> Why not? When someone says, uh, have you ever heard of a country called Venezuela? Boom. What's that? Mic drop. It's in uh, <laughs> it's in the continent of Paraguay. Okay, great. Sure. So uh, <laughs> we haven't really talked much about other podcasts on here. Yeah. Um, but I found a Facebook page. Well, for... we hate them all. We're an <laughs> insane competition. <laughs> That's right. So I found a Facebook page for a podcast called Resist the Empire, a libertarian view of the Star Wars universe. Uh it's great, I isn't it? Fucking sucks, man. So a guy named Jonathan Bird shared a theory to the page here. Great. An interesting note about the Empire's xenophobia. Mm. Many people in the Republic became anti-alien because the separatists were largely made up of alien species, while the quote-unquote defenders of the Republic were all human clones. This isn't too dissimilar to what is happening today. Mm-hmm. Just as Palpatine was wow. pulling the strings of the separatists to engage in an endless war, so too has the CIA been training and funding Islamist freedom fighters in the Middle East. The endless war on terror has painted a picture of the American hero and the Arab villain in the minds of most Americans, leading to widespread prejudice that supports authoritarian action to expand the state to oppress these groups and keep the war machine rolling. You know... That, that's you know that's about the most plausible thing I've ever heard from a libertarian. Like it actually <laughs> when it, it that fits. applies to a space opera. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the problem is that I it's sad that I had to hear that from a guy who hosts a, a Star Wars libertarian podcast. Now, what did uh what did the guys from Episode One sound like that did the trade? Yeah, that's another podcast. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about Episode One? No. Okay. From Phantom uh, they they sounded like um. <laughs> I can't think of the race, but it's one of the. Uh, you've done, you've done the voice ones. before. <laughs> mm, I don't think so. I think the archives have been wiped of that. Um. So a guy named at uh, Diesel Raccoon on Twitter <sighs> tweeted this. I'm sorry to say this, but it pisses me off when people bitch and moan about America and compare us to other countries. Okay. You are responsible to take care of you, no one else. Freedom for government means responsibility to take care of you. Don't like it? Go to another country. Okay. At Doc Wolverine responded, oh, boy. Imagine thinking deregulation helps anyone. The entire point of an elected government is to perform the will of the people. What the people want is health care, education, and reasonable gun control. Don't like it? Leave. Mm. <laughs> okay. 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 Salvo was thrown back. Well, Diesel Raccoon responded, Actually, no, that's not what people want. That's what states like California want and politicians want. The overwhelming true patriots of America want their elected officials to uphold the Constitution, not their own self-interest or agenda, my friend. Boom. Uh, by the way, uh-huh. uh, Diesel Raccoon's profile picture is of a cartoon raccoon furry. Sure it is. 
His, his display name is Roland Cole Diesel. <laughs> and this is his bio. <laughs> Ringtail who loves his friends, good times, and all things Diesel. Own a 1999 Dodge Ram 2500 Cummins 24 valve turbo diesel. So, we, what we have here <laughs> is a a libertarian furry that loves rolling, rolling coal. Oh, that rocks! <laughs> oh boy, I just okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm seeing a, th- a theme here with like the display names and the yeah, content. Yeah, Doc Wolverine is a nemesis in the thread too. Also another another furry, but, uh, <laughs> but a, a lefty one. I also love that the, both their arguments are like, if you don't like it, leave. Get the fuck like, out of here. Yeah. Well, if you don't like it, you can leave. Like, yeah, oh. stomp those big paws out of my <laughs> my country, friend. Oh, terrific. <laughs> so you mentioned. Uh, Ayn Rand earlier. Sure. Uh, so her novel, Atlas Shrugged, which yes. you also uh, mentioned earlier, is considered by some people to be the greatest piece of libertarian fiction of all time. Great. Whatever that means. Mm-hmm. So a young Redditor went to our libertarian for some guidance on how to access Ms. Rand's grand work. I'm hoping to listen to Atlas Shrugged during my 12-hour plane ride. I want to download the audiobook online, but I don't know where to, to go to where that would be free. I'm a poor college student. Thank you. So user Eternal Propagation replied, fuck off with that commie shit. That's, yeah. Yeah. That, so. They come to the wrong nope. place asking for free stuff. <laughs> no, for handouts. no handouts. <laughs> what kind of poor college dude taking a 12-hour flight, by the way? God. By the way, I looked up um, the uh, Atlas Shrugged audiobook. Yeah. It's 63 hours long. Get the fuck <laughs> So he's got to do, fuck. he's got to do at least, uh, what is that, five at plus least five. 12 hour flights. Yes, and some do. layovers, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I know like four hours of that is just that speech that's in the middle of the book or whatever like that, the I am John Galt speech. <sighs> you know, yeah. there's, I know, I know just enough about that book to know that it's, I have no interest in it. Yeah, that's that's one of the, that's one of those books I remember kids in high school like lugging around mainly just to show like, look, mm-hmm. I have a giant book. That yeah. means I'm smart. He's, How many pages do you know? Uh, uh, seven. Yeah. yeah okay. <clears throat> well, there's uh, on that topic, mm-hmm. there's a website called debate.org with a big form of people who like to de- debate apparently. Sure. Uh, here's a guy named uh, Devilry posted this. Ayn Rand was sexy as fuck. Atlas shrugged as some grade A erotica. <laughs> then a couple minutes later, no one responded, so he posted this. I actually definitely had a wank reading Atlas Shrugged. God, God almighty. User Emil Rose added this. Ayn Rand was a hideous cretin with a wonky Jew nose. Mm, boy. To which Delvery responded, you're just jealous. Of what? Who's to say? But... Now you mentioned the Incredibles earlier. Yes. And uh Edna Mode, the uh designer. Mm. That's basically what uh Ms. Rand looked very similar. You think so, huh? Well, the haircut, the mm. You might now, be thinking of someone else. I yeah, think. I guess because I'm thinking now because she's a lot more skeletal. She's pretty she's I don't look anything alike actually. Oh, well, they have similar hair, right? They had the bangs. No, not at all. Mm. Look at look her up. Look up on right, her. Hold on, right let me. Um I'm gonna get a virus by she, typing. She's thing. got a, <laughs> she's got a very specific hair. It's not, it's not bangs. It's a, kind of a classic. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Boy. I would love to know who you're thinking about. Yeah, that's kind of. This is like a. This is. She looks like the guy from Fifth Element. With the yes, 
Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, super sexy. Oh boy, that's uh, an unfortunate looking one. <laughs> she, she was not an unattractive lady. Apparently, she did like getting railed out though. So. <laughs> God bless oh, her. Is that a train joke? Uh, <laughs> All right, so, yes. all right. This is a tweet from a gal whose handle on there is a assigned milf at birth, which Great. is just Great. fantastic. Correct me if I'm wrong, Miss T- uh, Typo. There, this is just my drunk observation. Libertarian ring. Libertarianism by American standards should not be confused with actual libertarian socialism or anything. American libertarians usually just care about age of consent laws and cryptocurrency. <laughs> Yeah, I would. Yep, yep. I don't think there's anything to correct. There. Uh, there's anything except for the the rhyme. Yeah, uh, and uh, on that topic. Yeah, there was a post on Facebook that was asking people what are their political beliefs, mm-hmm. and a guy with a cool black and white selfie of himself and sunglasses said this. <laughs> I'd probably prefer we had no drinking age, smoking age, gambling age, driving age, age of consent, and let the liquor stores, bars, and casinos decide who and who and don't they want to serve. <laughs> As for age of consent, plenty of 14-year-olds when I was in high school that had huge tits and full asses ready for mating. God damn it. Whether they are ready for it or not is up to them. I didn't smoke weed or fuck till I was 18, but then I was rolling in it for four years. So whatever, it is not pedophilia. <laughs> pedophilia is when they haven't begun puberty. So yeah, fuck it. I'm a libertarian. Yeah. Don't think you had to sign didn't off with that. <laughs> did not have to say that. I think we all figured it out well in deep into that first sentence you said there, pal. Uh, the way this guy described, he uh, basically described the uh, Pleasure Island from Pinocchio where all the bad <laughs> kids go. <laughs> They're just all fucking smoking and, and gambling and then they turn into donkeys. And uh, rolling in it for four years... And then, presumably, hasn't had sex. Yeah, I don't, I don't since know what that means exactly. Ah, uh, golly! For some reason, like once a teenage girl has tits, that means she's, she's ready, ready to, to have sex. Like yeah, that's right. No, keep it's mind, very draconian, isn't it? Keep in mind that she's a dumb kid still. Like I feel like I think the problem is not the tits part; it's more the brain part that people sort well, of say they shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, it's not like the judge is like, well, those are some big cans. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> so speaking of age consent, uh, someone on Quora cut right to the chase. Awesome. What do libertarians think about pedophilia? And a woman named okay. Diana Piana answered. Interesting. Interesting. This is actually a more complicated question than it appears. Oh, First of all, age of consent is undeniably arbitrary. Heck, the majority of the states in America have theirs at 16. Heck, Italy has theirs at 14, for crying out loud. During the colonial days of what would become the U.S., the age of consent was 10. Do I know what the age of consent should be? No. However, I do know that having sex with a kid is nowhere near as bad as what Vietnam vets did to Mm. children during the war. But you call those worthless kid killers national heroes. Thus, I think you should reassess your priorities when a person having (laughs) sex with a kid is considered a worse crime than lighting them on fire with huge batches of napalm. Mm. That got 11 upvotes, which is presumably all from libertarians. Oh, of course. Um, (laughs) God. Trying to figure out the connection there. <laughs> yeah, just really took a turn there, huh? That was... Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, I guess it's not as if the Vietnam soldiers went over to 
went over to Vietnam and, and raped children in addition to killing them. Oh, wait, they actually did that too. They did both of them. They did both of those things. Yeah, they did a lot. It was a, it was a bad time. Bad times were had during Nam. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. Well, might as well keep this train rolling, as Ayn Rand would say. <laughs> so I went to the uh, anarcho-capitalism subreddit, which is uh, kind of the enlightened version of libertarianism. Sure sort of, like, sort of like the modern, uh, more uh, fleshed-out version of what people think. And I found this thread. A question regarding child prostitution. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I recently got into a conversation about child prostitution and Why? whether there should be laws <laughs> against them. <laughs> Here are my thoughts. How will child prostitution laws impact families in third world countries? Oh, my God. <laughs> if people living in poverty are in a situation where they either have to participate in child prostitution or go without food and potentially starve to death, I don't think I'm in any position to support a law that would limit their choices. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's impossible to stop child prostitution. Epstein was involved in a child prostitution ring for who knows how long, uh-huh. and more and more children are kidnapped all the time. I think abolishing the law would result in a safer environment for those who will be who will inevitably <laughs> inevitably be involved, similar to how legalizing prostitution in Canada has made it safer. I was talking about this with some non-ANCAP people, and they must have thought I was pro-child prostitution because they were acting like I was insane. So again, I want to clarify that I am against child prostitution and deem it morally wrong. I'm just questioning whether laws make the situation worse or not for those who will be inevitably involved. My, my I'm against child prostitution sure is raising a lot more questions than his answers. Mr. Cheesy Potato responded... I have no problem with it if the kid consents. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've thought this since I was about 13 or so. Kids can consent. Kids can know what they're okay with. If it's legalized, then kids can be more properly educated on what it is exactly they're getting into and can, in general, be more protected from things they may not know about, such as the extent of STDs. And the OP responded, I hadn't thought about education. That's a good point. Thanks for the reply. So, just a couple of dudes that definitely don't want to fuck kids. Just, (laughs) I've been thinking about child prostitution since I'm 13. Not good. Not good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. At least you can educate them. (laughs) On what, exactly? STDs. Yeah. It's funny, like, guys like this, you know, the, especially the second point of, like, if they're in poverty and it's between food or starving to, you know, if if they have to, if the choice is starving to death or child prostitution, they never go, maybe we should try and find a way to feed them. No, it's like, well, <laughs> they're going to just have to have to have You're sex. Have they're to just going to have to be fucked. Out, yeah. No, because if you feed them, then that's uh, socialism. But <laughs> if you let them get fucked, that's the free market deciding... Really good. <laughs> Is it? Is that mm. interesting? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so our uh, our pal Dan K DGL, who used to be Dan K MTL, mm-hmm. Dan K Montreal, and now the other. What's the new one? Ah, uh, he's in. I believe he's in Mexico somewhere. Nah. So, uh, he once tweeted, "Libertarianism is astrology for men." Yep. Pretty good. Classic one from yeah. like. Five, six years ago? Seven years ago. Seven years ago. So a guy named Ben C. Chambers, whose profile reads, 
anarchist, communist, partisan, leftist, mm. libertarian, and egalitarian, pro-liberty, equality, diversity, anti-authority, hierarchy, conformity, he, him, his. <laughs> Just God. a real mouthful. He oh. quote tweeted Dan's seven-year-old post and added this. Correction. Libertarianism is astrology for petty bourgeoisie cis-set white men. Also, IQ is astrology for racist nerds. Praxology is Dianetics for douchebags. And historical materialism is eschatology for atheists. So, this guy just loves the fucking thesaurus, I guess. I don't know. This guy is like, he's in a wheelchair from the amount of wedgies that he's received (laughs) over his life. Just <laughs> this is this is the living well actually uh, oh, for sure. God, what a dork! So by by proving his point, he's just made. I'm not it even sure even what worse. what is he coming. What's his stance? He's just. I don't. Well, okay, so his. I couldn't. Okay. Even, I don't know what he is. Anarchist, communist, partisan, leftist, libertarian, and egalitarian, pro liberty, equality, diversity. Like it's just I don't like know. yeah. I have just, no idea. I'm. You I'm a little s- bit of it. I'm a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. You say enough things, it's just, there's no... <laughs> yeah. I don't feel strongly about everything. Yeah. It's just the majority of it. Ra- just throw throw a racist in the middle of it. It's like, racist. <laughs> and, you know. um, on the topic of intelligence, yeah. there was a discussion about the Second Amendment on Facebook, and a very smart guy responded to a lady who was against it with this. Many libertarians spend hundreds of thousands of hours listening to experts, historians, and philosophers talk about, analyze, and debate these issues and read long, boring books that cover the history, original meaning, and other related items that add depth and understanding to it. Mm-hmm. I have no trouble saying that I understand the Bill of Rights better than some latte-sipping hipster who gets all her news from Now This and The Daily Show. <laughs> okay. Now, this so. is a guy who... Uh... Listens to Joe Rogan. He listens to podcasts. By, that's what that means. Yeah, and by, exactly by osmosis, has absorbed the knowledge of. That's one hundred percent. He listens to hundreds of hours, so he listens to six episodes of Joe Rogan, and he's <laughs> he's he's an expert on it now. And the idea of bragging about being like, yeah, I know about the Bill of Rights. Like, what? That's that's not a <laughs> great, <laughs> cool. You can there. What do you what what do you do with that knowledge that you got? You a lawyer? No. Oh, you're an asshole that lives at home. Okay, so great. Got his wrap around Ray Bans on <laughs> crew cut. We know the guy. <laughs> no, we don't have to do that. It's, 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 it's well, yeah, it's either crew cut or wildly greasy long hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these folks are are very online, as we've discovered, and they love memes. Yes. There was. I found a hundred fucking libertarian meme pages, but I, I found one in particular that was an image of Neo from the matrix. Mm-hmm. And it's a scene where he's holding up his hand, stopping the bullets. Uh-huh. And there's a text overlay that reads when someone tries to shoot you, but the gun control laws kick in. Okay. So it's right. sassy. He's being sassy. Right. Yep. So, so another libertarian responded, if only Neo had a gun in this situation, he would have been so much better off. The real problem was not that he lived in a world where he who has the most power makes the rules. The problem was the lack of Second Amendment protections. Mm. As we can see, the answer is not establishing a society based on the strength of its laws and our respect for the rule of law, but having the ability to stop or kill the other guy at the moment we see him trying to kill us and not a second before, specifically with a gun. Okay, so... <laughs> this guy just wants to shoot, just yeah, wants to shoot something. So, if there was... The Matrix is the world without 
Second Amendment? Is that what it, yeah. If if the sec if we had the Second Amendment, would have shot at the robots trying to take over. Yeah, that's right. So it would have just been Neo would not have used his uh, hoodoo powers to stop the bullets sure. coming at him. He would have just okay. blown everybody away, George Zimmerman style. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> That's another train reference, sorry. <laughs> a uh, a libertarian and or autistic gentleman went on a tell? bit of a rant on Facebook regarding school shootings. We're on the topic of guns here. Okay. Mm oh boy. Um, <laughs> most people do not understand that there is a clause in the amendments that states, you have a right to overthrow and replace your oppressors. What they mean is you have a right to rebel against government. However, the actions of these kids, or even Timothy McVeigh for existence, are grounds for philosophical debate. According to strategy and tactics, a patriot is one who kills and defends their definition of liberty. Today we call these people terrorists. There's an argument that George Washington was a terrorist to the British. Ah. So these child killers that shoot up schools, some could be interpreted as acts of constitutional authority. PSA, I am not condoning nor inciting revolutions or school violence. Wow. <coughs> Just making conversation online. I got, you know, I think I say this every episode now, but that is like one of the worst things <laughs> we've yeah. had on this show. Wow. Just, um, well, because according to strategy and tactics, um, well, a patriot who is one who kills and defends their definition of liberty. So, so. Being not getting bullied is sure. a way of it's one of the oh, this is man. this is a pretty classic libertarian thing where it's kind of like the sovereign citizen deal where they think they can l logic the constitution to fit their legality thing so they're like a school shooter can theoretically argue that they're defending their liberty in what what sense well that's just what they believe so to you know to criminalize it would be uh, we take uh, away their rights yeah oh. <laughs> yuck yeah these are bad, bad these are bad guys yeah or in this guy's case, I think he is like actually autistic or something well you know what why don't we just let's just keep going down this, sure this yeah so, why not so on top of views like that yeah uh, libertarians uh, they just have they just <laughs> have bad views on everything so this is a take this one from reddit what are libertarians views on bestiality great since libertarianism is all about personal freedom i wanted to know what your thought on bestiality is do you think that it should be illegal should it be legal and here's the, god damn yeah. here's the top comment firstly there is a difference between animal rape and bestiality some animals can give consent or something close to it Secondly, we raise animals in cages and then kill and eat them. I personally think it's gross, but if someone wants to do it, why not? Mm. Well said. Yep. I'm curious what animals this guy thinks can consent. Can consent. Yeah. You know, boy, in uh, doing research for this show, there's a lot of people <laughs> say dogs. I mean, that what whole is, furries episode was people talking about. What having, does consent mean, though, from an animal? What does that mean? They have a boner. Yeah, um, yeah. That what what that guy's saying is that he's fucked animals. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. He's definitely like uh, his screen name was Mister Hands. So okay, great. Is there a Mrs. Hands? <laughs> She's a widow. Now. She is a widow now. Yeah. <laughs> the widow hands. <laughs> Poor gal. 
<laughs> okay, so um, someone was arguing on Facebook about how sex workers are legitimate workers. Okay. And a self-proclaimed libertarian responded with this. Hold up. If sex workers are real workers and we cannot refuse clients, does this mean I am entitled to fuck any prostitute as long as I give her money afterward, even if she says no? Boy. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I guess this really does go without saying at this point, but I think like every listeners, every awful guy you know that like says shit like this, yeah. 100% is libertarian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you find someone like, like you, it's pretty common on Reddit, which is where I found a lot of stuff was guys who, yeah, they really do think that like everything if can be mathematically X then Y figured yep. out. Yep. And, um, it, no matter what it is, the idea that there's anything, as long as you can convince a judge, hey, technically, uh, bah, 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 you're fine. It doesn't matter. Nothing yeah. else, no context to the situation matters at all. It's, yeah. It's all it's all based upon what the outcome is, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Very black and white, by the numbers stuff. Let's lighten up here a little bit. So I found a Facebook page called Antinatalist Libertarians. And uh, antinatalism antinatalism is a belief that procreation is a morally corrupt act and should be abstained from at all costs. Agreed. (laughs) Father of three. (laughs) So this was posted onto their page. Libertarianism necessarily implies antinatalism. Libertarianism promotes freedom and liberty and actively opposes slavery. Thus, the two are linked. Existence is slavery. For the first 18 years of our lives, or whatever the majority age might be in your part of the world, we are all indentured servants to the ones who brought us into existence to satisfy their own selfish desires. When we grow into adulthood, we are slaves to whatever industry we happen to find ourselves in to feed our biologically programmed involuntary survival syndrome. By extension, we are slaves to our biological drives and imperatives, hunger, thirst, urine, defecation, among other things. Given that existence is slavery and the reproduction is a blatant violation of the non-aggression principle, which the non-aggression principle is the idea adopted by many libertarians that aggression is inherently wrong and no one should harm one another, Mm -hmm. it follows that if we are to assume libertarianism is true, then antinatalism is necessarily a consequence of that. There is no other way around it. So this guy's basically saying that uh, just stop fucking because you're just bringing... Yeah. Slave. Absolutely. Your kids are slaves. Yeah. So a guy named Greg, excuse me, a guy named Craig Vanderpoof commented, if this page is ironic, I'm 100% with you. Mm. And a lady named Lynn Blair replied to Craig's comment and said, nothing ironic. Life fucking sucks. And people who think life is good are fucking idiots. <laughs> so, hey, no arguments here, Lynn. <laughs> well said. Um, yeah, this this is a uh, interesting page. I went to it. I found a lot of posts. I loaded just the, the owner being like, like anyone that likes life fucking sucks. <laughs> Fuck you if you like life. <laughs> like crazy. It feels like insanely depressed. Oh, email sure. Stuff. They're, uh, the, did you see the, the header I think for so. the, uh, the Facebook page? It's um, It has the text, life is an imposition, not a choice. And it's a picture <laughs> of someone who's handcuffed to earth. <laughs> that's yeah, that's okay. brutal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's. Mm. 
I'm curious how the libertarian part plays into it. You think if they're just like anti-life, you just wouldn't even bother having Having actual political philosophy. Yeah, sure. Uh, Hey, if that guy's life sucks, he should uh, try going on some dates. Mm. (laughs) Just don't do what our next poster did. This is from Reddit. I told my date I was a libertarian. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep it short. I met up with this girl that seemed to be pretty eager to meet me. Conversation is going fine. Then somehow one of those golden rules of dates gets broken. I don't remember which one of us brought it up, but I do end up saying that I am a libertarian. I had a pretty good idea that she is very leftist. I truly believe that I was being civil and even was talking about which candidate has the best chance to take down Trump, who I know she despises. None of this matters. Her tone changed and now it seems like I have a red dot on my head. (laughs) She says she doesn't understand why libertarians can't just be Democrats. I told her I have a degree in economics and that some of these issues aren't as clear and simple as she might make them out to be. Mm-hmm. I still thought perhaps the night could still be salvaged, but no, sir. Icing on the cake is we both understand the night is over, and I go to at least give her a hug, goodbye, and she puts her hands up, making pushing away <laughs> gestures. <laughs> I pretty much just laugh it off and realize that civil discourse in this country has gone to shit. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that he left out his ranting about age of consent and... sure bestiality yeah child prostitution yeah now i uh i found this post as well for this uh-huh. episode yeah and i would like to share a reply from user they call me yoda 2000 all right politics over pussy well done <laughs> the sign of a true libertarian <laughs> yes that's hell right. yeah uh thanks yoda <laughs> so libertarians as we've discussed are all about Limited government involved in people's lives, no matter whatever circumstances sure. maybe. So this is from Our Libertarian. Anyone else notice that the government preaches about consent and relationships, but even if you no longer consent to marriage, your spouse can force you into marriage for a longer period of time? Obviously, marriage wouldn't be recognized by the government in a libertarian society, so this would be a non-issue. I don't okay. have to pay money, wait for a court case, and seek a judge's approval if I no longer consent to sex. Why should I have to if I no longer consent to marriage? Got him. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, this is such classic libertarian shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, just voiding the contract. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a contract. You have to void it. Like, that's how, like, yeah. there's no contract with sex. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is a guy that his wife left. Yeah. And now he's pissed because he has to pay alimony. And yeah. he's like, well, hey, listen, I'm yeah, done with I the whole thing. I don't consent, I'm over yeah. it. It's like, okay, that will be done, but then you, you have to still go through the part where you, <laughs> you get, it's like, it's like if you leased a car and you're like, well, I'm done. I don't consent to leasing more. It's like, <laughs> just, just all right. Park on the side great, of the highway. You're like, great, but you still have to do the part where you end the contract. You can't just, you know, yeah. I'm. I'm curious. The first thing you said about how in a libertarian society they wouldn't be married. Is that what he? It would. Yeah, it would okay. not be recognized. Interesting. Don't know why. Something to do with. It's it's one. It's some sort of uh, branching off of men going their own way. Oh, sure, I'm sure. sure, I'm sure. Um, yeah, another great logical post. Uh, much like this next one here. Mm-hmm. So libertarian guys tend to think they're super logical and are the best debaters. I found one such guy on Facebook arguing about government. Here is a great example of modus ponens. <laughs> Slavery is a claim of ownership over the rights, property, and lives of other human beings. It is always an invalid claim. Mm-hmm. So, 
Government claims a territorial monopoly on law and the use of lethal force over a given geographical area and claims to be the final arbiter for your rights, property, and life. Therefore, government is slavery. I look forward to your refutation of modus ponens and how it can be used in conjunction with per se, not per accidents, traits to come to valid conclusions. So if you don't know, folks, modus ponens, the rule of logic stating that if a conditional statement, if P then Q, is accepted and the antecedent P holds, then the consequent Q may be inferred. Sure. So, again, just... Just more verbal the, algebra. It's, it's that trying to... It's a big... It's the gotcha with word math. Like, <laughs> it's like... It seems very. It seems very. Um, it's sovereign citizen stuff. Sovereign where you citizen, think like, you can, yeah. In front of a judge, if you say the right combination of words, you win. <laughs> you get the judge to say his name backwards, though. Yeah. <laughs> if you can go, like he's picturing himself at the Supreme Court, telling Ruth Bader Ginsburg that government isn't real, and her head explodes <laughs> because he did the perfect fucking logic puzzle. And then everything, all property. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. that time. There is a lot of that overlap, isn't there? Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't see more of that. Yeah, it's it's very common. Well, yeah, the, the sovereign citizen guys go a little bit further. Sure. There seem to be a little bit, like libertarian guys are mostly just online weirdos, where sovereign citizens are uh, In real much life. more offline, yeah. generally. Yeah. Off the grid. Yeah, yeah. so... Libertarians don't practice what they preach as much as your soft citizens. So we got to respect sovereign citizen more. Is that what is that we? we're saying? <laughs> I'm not sure. That's the logic. Because I did P equals okay, Q. Okay. okay. There it is. All yeah. right. So uh, Ron Paul sure. ran for president on a libertarian platform in both 2008 and 2012. Damn, didn't he? And uh, a lot of folks got behind him and showed support of him in a number of ways, but the strangest of which was a gentleman who started a Kickstarter in 2011 with the hopes of creating a 2D side-scrolling platform game called Ron Paul Road to Revolution. Great. And uh, Daniel Williams started the Kickstarter asking for $5,000 to create his magnum opus and ended up making over double that, earning $11,000 from 265 backers. Wow. So terrific. Not Great bad. for him. Free market society, right? Absolutely. So, <laughs> so how did the game turn out? Well, it didn't. Oh. Oh, okay. uh, so here's a, an update Daniel posted to the Kickstarter in January of 2013. The game has been on hold for a while now because I started running into all sorts of issues with the engine and browser comp- compatibility. I ran out of funding rather more quickly than I had anticipated and now intend to fund the game with my own money. I'm in a pretty decent place now where I'm making enough money to hire the help that I need to tackle this project and expect to resume development immediately in February. I realize all of my mistakes in not being more forthcoming or offering full disclosure. While I proceed with the development, I will open up with a more project schedule on the main site, ronpaulroadtorevolution.com, to keep everyone in the loop. I welcome any offers to help with development. I've had a very difficult time finding coders to assist me. If any of you would rather receive a refund than your back or rewards, please contact me at daniel at ronpaulswag.com, and I will take care of it. This whole situation was definitely not how I intended it to be. Sure. Uh, so that was the last thing I ever posted to that. Uh-huh. Uh, I think, as you've seen, ronpaulswag.com still is up. Yeah. Um, um, but I would think this is probably the ultimate libertarian grift. I And I fully endorse every libertarian grift, of course. <laughs> but I think we can all agree 
that this Kickstarter sucks. Not sure why you would use that phrasing necessarily. Uh, yeah, I went to ronpaulswag.com today. <laughs> so good, um, dude. <laughs> they sell a whole bunch of Ron Paul stuff. I, um, I think it's literally they just went to like one of those like one of those print shops and it was just like sure one just every just put yeah. it on everything there the newest item in the store do you see what it was it's a uh, Ron Paul for president 2012 yard sign <laughs> for seven bucks so <laughs> if you're you know it's never too late right <laughs> never too late um, they're still counting votes folks you know it's not <laughs> that's right happen. that's right uh, unfortunately for anyone listening overseas uh, ronpaulswag.com has temporarily disabled international shipping uh, due, due to a technical issue at their fulfillment center and their <laughs> their hope is to have it fixed very soon so they only they just need eleven thousand dollars to our uh, Romanian audience that we know actually exists I'm sorry guys. <laughs> The, those yard signs, you're not gonna be able to get them. You might have to, you're gonna have to contact like a some some freight company to to get e packet <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, this will be our last post in this episode. Uh, before we have we have plenty more that we're gonna have. Uh, we're gonna unload. Uh, we're gonna tread onto the, uh, <laughs> the bonus at Patreon.com/slash report this post. Uh, you'll get bonus content there of plenty more libertarian stuff including what I think are some true bangers some true ridiculous stuff but we'll close out with this one on the topic of politicians do you know about politician Stan Jones I actually do yeah okay (laughs) Uh, he is a for our for our listeners who are a little bit more uh, uninformed they're not as uh into the punditry of politics like Christian is. Yeah, that's right. That's why I know about him. Uh, Stan Jones is a Libertarian Party politician who has twice run unsuccessfully for the United States Senate in 2002 and 2006 and has run twice unsuccessfully for governor of Montana in 2000 and 2004. Yeah. Well, of note, in 2002, he developed Argyria, which permanently turned his skin a blue-gray color by consuming homemade colloidal silver, <laughs> which he may due to fears of the year 2000 problem would make antibiotics unavailable, an event that did not occur. The peculiar coloration of his skin featured prominently in media coverage of his unsuccessful campaign. Yeah. And uh, to this day, he continues to promote the use of colloidal silver as a home remedy. That's so good, dude. This guy is... Blue. <laughs> a fucking smurf. And was running for Senate, which would have been one of the funniest things that's ever happened. Talk about X-Men. That's like a real. That's, that's actually quite ripped from ripped from the comic books, huh? So we, we actually, we briefly touched on. Yes. Coil Silver in our Animals, Essential Oils, and Crystals episode. Yes. Which is episode 21 for you who haven't gotten back that far. Sure. And we actually talked about a different guy. That turned blue. There's been a handful of these fellas. <laughs> they see it happen and they're just like, eh, maybe not me. It's interesting. It doesn't, the actual, the silver, it doesn't really do anything besides that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that is what happens. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't keep anything else anything, from happening. It, it just turns you. <laughs> it doesn't hurt you really. It just turns you blue, which is, you know what? Some would say that's a negative. Some would say. Others might say it's a good branding opportunity, you know? <laughs> you know, but if you're gonna be if you're gonna do it as a politician, you gotta be a Democrat, right? Like that's 
Oh, I That's get it. the fun, right? I get it. Well, I think we're we're done then, right? So we want to go on to our next segment. No. Oh, we don't. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we're going to do it anyway. It's called uh, Twitter Twitting. <laughs> Now this is a game where I read three tweets from Twitter's funniest funny gal. Oh no, she twittin'. Mm-hmm. Who, of course, we brought up earlier. Uh, her hysterical tweets cover all topics ranging from politics to pop culture and everything in between. Now the catch of this little game that we're doing here is that one of these three tweets was actually composed by me. And Christian has to guess which one it was. Now before we get to that, yeah. I would like to alert you and our listeners to a thread that was sent in by user Little Hawk Squawk. <laughs> it was uh, composed by a gentleman from Twitter named Tony Panansky. Okay, today I am thankful for Oh No She Twittin'. You know how I say someone is one of my favorites? Well, she is my favorite. I've never encountered anyone with the talent she possesses for jokes. She says things I wish I did, and when I write something funny, she shows me that she wrote it four years ago. But more than that, she is the person who taught me to use Twitter to combat addiction. She lives a life of sobriety and has for some time. She uses Twitter as an outlet. My addiction is food, but she showed me how to focus my energy here instead. I am better online because of her. Oh. She puts up with the worst people with grace. She is kind (laughs) and generous and private. And someone I am proud to call a friend. The most talented friend. If you aren't following her, you are truly missing the best account on this website. And if she blocked you, I guarantee you, you deserved it. There there it is, huh? Mm, Yep. So, Tony, you really drove it home there. You really dug in. fucking pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) That is so sad. His most talented friend. The funniest person on the website, which we can, of course, attest to, <laughs> is true. Um, and we're going to hear at least two examples of that. You ready for the game? Yeah. All right. Here we go. When do you find a new sexist bro in your mentions every day leading up to Christmas? That's called a Bradvent calendar. Jesus Christ. When you can't tell if it's seasonal depression or Trump-related depression, that's called treasonal depression. When a dude tries to convince you to watch a three and a half hour long movie just because Martin Scorsese directed, that's called Irish Man Spoiler. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah. For more? Do it again. When you find a new sexist bro in your mentions every day leading up to Christmas, that's called a Brad Vent calendar. Mm-hmm. When you can't tell if it's seasonal depression or Trump related depression, that's called treasonal depression. When a dude tries to convince you to watch a three and a half hour long movie just because Martin Scorsese directed, that's called Irish mansplaining. Yeah, that's uh, that's that one, the Irish mansplaining one. That's one the one you're picking. Yeah. Incorrect. Really? <laughs> when you find a new sexist pro in your mentions every day leading okay. up to Christmas, that's called a Bradvent calendar. Damn. Yep. Uh, the Irish mansplaining is from her. Is directly it's out funny, of. Oh, well. That's that says a lot about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty good. I'll give her that, but it's also just like all of her other. Uh, yeah, I know they're that's very what, funny that's and what... they're perfect, and that I love her. Uh, in the meantime, Christian, were there any posts this week that made you say this, this ain't, ain't it, Chief? Chief. This ain't it. 
So uh, my This Ain't It Chief for the Week is a tweet from friend of the show, Lauren Duca. Uh-huh. And, uh, Which one is that again? Uh, she uh, She's the one that was uh, a journalist, and then she was like a professor, and then she's like, I'm bisexual, and everybody's okay, okay. like, good for you. I think it's the fifth time I've asked what exactly. Yeah. She just, she blends in with... Um, Who's the one? Ever, who's the one that got uh, chained herself to Twitter headquarters or something like that? Oh, Lauren. That's yeah. another one. Yeah, yeah I get. I get those. They're all t- awful. Yeah. But all right. So this is a tweet she put out uh, two days ago. Great. As of the recording of this, so Kamala Harris officially ended her campaign today, which means that all the candidates who are currently qualified for the December Democrat debate are white: Sanders, Warren, Biden, Buttigieg. Klobuchar and Steyer. White supremacy is not just a Fox News problem, folks. Mm, uh huh. Boy, yeah. what a fuck. <laughs> now, Elizabeth Warren is famously a person of color, so that's what I find pretty interesting. And, uh, yeah. And Klobuchar, she's very swarthy. <laughs> she's, Can I say that? She's pretty ethnic, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Buttigieg is, I think that that's a Maltese. Which, gun to my head, couldn't tell you what that means. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, that sounds like that sounds like a darker Italian Maltese, right? I'm not. I, I thought it was kind of dog. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, this is just another white person. Uh, yeah, of course. S- saying that other white people are bad in order to get clout on the internet. Yeah, this is the classic example of uh, some white lady on some white affluent lady on twitter saying you know well hey she's but she's queer so yeah coded what uh, is that the right? it's it's an extension whatever. of you know black people ain't having no bernie or whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah anyways read that and said this ain't yeah. it chief um sticking to politics i found <laughs> a guy named art bruno he commented this on an article about a democratic socialist running for congress in washington Okay. Just got back from my ho- former homeboy state of New York, and wow, what the Democrats, single moms with their feral kids, and the lack of public service workers union members led by the K-12 teachers have done to that once great place is a crime. So bad where I once lived that they have outlawed plastic bags, so if you go in a store like me and bought a few items, prepare to carry them out bagless. Uh-oh. Sad butch couldn't wait to get back to the gunshine state where today I will clean my handgun, which I bought without a permit. Guy uh, describing the horrifying, disgusting state of New York, and the example he used was they don't have plastic bags anymore. (laughs) (laughs) This is his, the most horrible thing about New York. I had to carry all my Entenmann's out. Yeah. In my hands. Yeah. Everybody saw how many I had. And I couldn't do it. Really embarrassing. I couldn't do it with my right hand because there was a gun in it. (laughs) As I always carry my gun everywhere I go. Yeah. What a pussy. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. Gunshine state. That's fun. You ever see those uh, decals on the back of trucks that are like, it's Florida with a... But it's a, a pistol grip. Yeah. yeah that's sure. so. That's so cool. <laughs> you should get one for your SUV there. Yeah. That's, uh, and what about yours, too? Your uh, your Jeep? What about it? 
Well, I think. Well, I have some room there now that I can take the family stickers off. And <laughs> yeah, can't wait to see you apply it while you're sitting in my driveway, <laughs> six hours a day. Uh, so anyway, I saw that and I said, "This ain't it, Chief." Bonus episodes available at patreon.com slash report this post for only five bucks a month. You get two bonus episodes a week plus access to other fun stuff, merch. You can choose a topic for the show. I would like if you would rate and review the show on iTunes, wherever else you hear it. Mm-hmm. Spotify. Sure. Or on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at report this post. Emails, comments, concerns, bad posts, report this post at gmail.com. Uh, there's still time to submit uh, worst posts of 2019 to us, to any yeah. of those things that we just told you to go to. Keep them coming. We got a pretty bizarre list. It's it's long. It's going to be probably a it's going to be a long episode for sure, and that'll be coming at the end of the month. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. We have uh, I think uh, 25 million posts already, <laughs> but we're gonna <laughs> just keep, keep them coming. Who cares? Right? Them we'll just. We'll drink some non-alcoholic beer and just go wild and drink. I got, I got some in the fridge. I copied your... Both you and the N.A. thing? Yeah, sure. Why not, right? Uh, but yeah, that's it, right? Anything else? That's it for me. All right. Uh, bye. Bye.